No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that when Jeremiah offers the Rechabites wine, they refuse to drink it because they have always obeyed the commandment of their father. But God's people would not obey him. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 35 on Simply the Bible. Today we see how God singled out a clan of people who were not Jews to convict his own people of their disobedience. When someone with less privilege than us is a better example, it convicts and humbles us. God was seeking repentance in his people so that he could remove his hand of judgment. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 35. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Go to the house of the Rechabites, speak to them, and bring them into the house of the Lord, into one of the chambers, and give them wine to drink. Now this occurred during the reign of Jehoiakim, about 18 years earlier than the events of chapter 34, which goes to show us that Jeremiah is not written in chronological order. The Rechabites were related to Moses' father-in-law. They were a clan of nomadic people who were loyal to their ancestor, Jonadab. Now, in 2 Kings 10.15, we read that Jonadab helped Jehu in exterminating Baal worship from Israel. But that occurred about 250 years earlier. Evidently, Jonadab rejected the settled way of life for the life of a nomad, and he instructed his descendants to do likewise. Now, the Lord told Jeremiah to bring the Rechabites into one of the chambers of the temple and give them wine to drink. This was an unusual command, to be sure. Then I took Jehazaniah, the son of Jeremiah, the son of Habazaniah, his brothers and all his sons and the whole house of the Rechabites. And I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the chamber of the sons of Hanan, the son of Igdaliah, a man of God, which was by the chamber of the princes, above the chamber of Maaseah, the son of Shalem, the keeper of the door. Then I set before the sons of the house of the Rechabites bowls full of wine and cups And I said to them, drink wine. This would be like somebody inviting you to a posh event or gala with some bigwigs and then offering you a glass of wine for a toast. You would feel the pressure to participate. But they said, we will drink no wine for Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us saying, you shall drink no wine, you nor your sons forever. You shall not build a house sow seed, plant a vineyard, nor have any of these things, but all your days you shall dwell in tents, that you may live many days in the land where you are sojourners. Thus we have obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, in all that he charged us to drink no wine all our days, we, our wives, our sons, or our daughters, nor to build ourselves houses to dwell in, Nor do we have vineyard, field, or seed, 
but we have dwelt in tents and have obeyed and done according to all that Jonadab, our father, commanded us. But it came to pass when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up into the land that we said, Come, let us go to Jerusalem for fear of the army of the Chaldeans and for fear of the army of the Syrians. So we dwell at Jerusalem. So they refused to drink any wine because of the order of Jonadab, which had happened about 250 years earlier that their ancestor had given this command. Don't drink any wine, live in tents, be nomads, don't plant any vineyards, don't sow seed, don't harvest. Basically, he wanted his people to be separate from those who were the city dwellers, those who settled down. And he said, don't settle down. You are sojourners. You're to move from place to place. And thus, uh, they had continued this without variance for 250 years. Now, think about that. Think about an ancestor in your own family tree that may have said something. Do you live by that now, 250 years later? You see, this was quite an amazing thing. And they would have continued to live in tents and be nomadic, except that because of King Nebuchadnezzar coming into the land, they were afraid. And then also the Syrians had driven them into the shelter of Jerusalem just for protection for them and their families. Then came the word of the Lord to Jeremiah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Go and tell the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Will you not receive instruction to obey my words, says the Lord? The words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, which he commanded his sons not to drink wine are performed, for to this day they drink none and obey their father's commandment. But although I have spoken to you, rising early and speaking, you did not obey me. I have also sent to you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, saying, Turn now, everyone, from his evil way. Amend your doings, and do not go after other gods to serve them. Then you will dwell in the land which I have given you and your fathers. But you have not inclined your ear nor obeyed me. Surely the sons of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, have performed the commandment of their father, which he commanded them, but this people has not obeyed me. So the Lord challenges them. Will you not receive my instruction? Now, this is not teaching abstinence of wine. The Jews were permitted to drink wine. They were not to get drunk. But the point God was making here was not that they shouldn't drink wine or build houses, but simply that The Rechabites had listened to their father, and yet God's people would not listen to him. Jonadab spoke once, and they listened. God had spoken many times, sending the prophets, rising early and speaking to them again and again, and yet they paid no attention. They had listened to a man give his own opinion about their lives, but God was giving them his law, his commandments, which were righteous. And finally, Jonadab had told them about temporal things, but God was giving them the words of eternal life, and yet they spurned them. They would not listen. They continued to disobey God. They continued to turn to their idols, even though God warned them again and again. 
Therefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will bring on Judah and on all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the doom that I have pronounced against them because I have spoken to them, but they have not heard, and I have called to them, but they have not answered. Now you see, God was warning them here, wanting them to turn so that he would not have to bring this judgment upon them. He was saying, look, you could still dwell in this land is simply you will pay attention to your father, your heavenly father. But because they would not, then the doom that God had pronounced would come upon them. And Jeremiah said to the house of the Rechabites, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, because you have obeyed the commandment of Jonadab, your father, and kept all his precepts and done according to all that he commanded you. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Jonadab, the son of Rechab, shall not lack a man to stand before me forever. So we see that God honored the Rechabites because they honored their father. They were a great example of simply believing in their father and doing the right thing and not swerving from that. And Jonadab's descendants would stand before the Lord forever. Even though they were not part of the covenant privileges of Israel, yet they would stand before God, which shows us that God is continually reaching out to the entire world for those who will trust in him. He is no respecter of persons. He's impartial not wanting any to perish, but that all would come to repentance. Is there a lesson in this for us? Certainly, I think that there is. One thing that the Rechabites practiced was not to become too attached, too settled in this world. They were to be a separated people, and we are to be a separated people. God tells us to come out and be separate and touch no unclean thing. We are to be different from this world because we're not living for this world. We are strangers here and pilgrims. We're moving on to an eternal destination. Therefore, we shouldn't get too attached, too weighed down with the things of this world. We always want to have one ear open to hear that trumpet sound. And we never want to get so pulled down into this world that we're not ready for our Lord. But that we are looking up, knowing that our redemption is drawing near, especially as we see things taking place in the world that would indicate that the coming of the Lord is soon. Also, I think this teaches us the value of discipline. These people, the Rechabites, simply said no to that which they were told, don't indulge in this. And we need to be able to say no to those things that God has told us are unholy. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And it's a shame to us as Christians when there are people who are committed to their goals, whether it's athletics or success or whatever their value systems are, and yet they are able to be disciplined, they are able to beat their bodies and say no to temptations. And many times they shame us as believers who really should be able to say no to those things that we know are wrong when we even have the Holy Spirit to help us uh, say no and to give us the strength and courage and willpower to be able to say no. So I pray that God would help us to understand that there are people like the Rechabites who honor their father and that we would 
honor our Father in heaven and keep his eternal commands that are there to bless and to protect and keep us and to give us a future. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do just thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for the things that you've given to us, not to harm us, but to give us a future. Those things that you have given to us in your word, that they should be bread for us, that they should be our strength, that they should be spiritual nourishment, that they should protect us from harm and give us a glorious future with you in heaven. I pray, God, help us by your spirit, Lord, to say no to those things that are ungodly, those things that would harm us or others, and to say yes, Father, to the things that you have prepared for those who love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow, we will see where the Lord tells Jeremiah to write a scroll. Baruch reads it in the temple and in the palace, but King Jehoiakim burns it. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible.